back of it. It was hard and- Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 606 with a review of End of Sentence. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, this week, we're going to have two reviews for you. Uh, we're going to have this review of End of Sentence, and then also a review of The Vast of Night. Um, but we're starting with End of Sentence, and uh, this is a film in which some people go on a little trip um, to do some ash- ashes spreading. Um, but uh, Sure. Really, the Elizabeth Town of our our new generation, <laughs> but but you're you're one that has done some traveling in your life. Um, you and I have traveled together to Ireland, um, which is where right. um, this father son duo is has been traveling. Um, given the world that we're in now, with the lack of being able to travel and do things, how how uh, it, it wouldn't be homesick, but how travel sick were you for being able to like? fly to another place and like drive along a beautiful coast and kind of just spend some time in another country very much i mean a a main character in this movie has just gotten out of jail so he goes from confinement to suddenly traveling through (laughs) ireland and that that kind of felt like in a small way how i'm feeling right now I i was gonna throw the exact same thing at you i had a question written down which is when I watched this movie, I thought of you and me driving through Ireland, and it struck me you probably think of you and Jamie th- driving through Ireland, <laughs> and that made me feel a little jealous. So, yeah. who, who wore it better? Um, well, the uh, I'm, I'm obviously obligated to say that my girlfriend wore it better. Yeah, you better. But I will say um, they are going into Northern Ireland, which is where I went with you. Um, and right. Jamie and I were not in Northern Ireland. So technically... But I think, aren't they first heading to, like, Sligo or something, and then they go into Northern Ireland? Like, I think they kind of combined the multiple trips that we've done. Yeah, so there, there's... There, there, they fly... They, they didn't fly into Dublin. They fly to somewhere else, mm. and they drive down to Dublin. And then they're sort of making a little bit of trip, and they're making their way... Uh, I. Somebody talks about um, about going near Sligo, but I think there's a there's a thing that pivots their journey, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that person just heads strict north, um, right? See, I think that person goes to Northern Ireland, but they the geography of Ireland is such that that is just an eastward motion. It's northernmost point of of that part of Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Either way, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I definitely got lots of nostalgia for that trip, though, with them driving through. Even there's a gas station convenience store that they go to. And in my head, I was like, we went there. That is exactly like the kind that we went. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the hotel in Dublin that they're in, I don't know if we passed that. But in my mind, we definitely passed that. I, I definitely connect all of it. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we were definitely walking along the water right there um, and crossing over those little bridges. So. It it, yeah. it definitely reminded of of multiple trips that I've taken to Ireland. Thank you. <laughs> I'm probably getting text messages right now, but in the future when this episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we're not here to talk about the scenery of this film. I mean, I'm sure we will at times, but uh, yep. we're here to talk about uh, this film. So what do you say, Stephen? We start by taking a listen to the trailer for the film and then come back and give these fine folks listening a review. Let's do it. Who's that? 
It's nobody. What are you doing here, Frank? Coming to get you. No, thank you. It's for Mom. We have to do something for her. What she want? She uh, made me promise that you and I, together, would take a trip and spread her ashes over our lake. Because if we do this, you'll never have to see me again. A little respect wouldn't hurt you in the lady department. Oh, the lady department. Where's that? Is that, is that next to housewares? Is that aisle seven? Well, you made enough to ride the wave. Hello. Good morning. This is Jewel. We're giving her a ride, all right? You know, they say it's inevitable that you turn into your father. I don't think that'll ever happen. Where did you meet? Oh, on a bus in Detroit. She dropped a book and I picked it up. I never told her I rode that bus in the wrong direction every day for three weeks, waiting for her to drop something. <laughs> Just stay calm. to see. All right, so that was the trailer for End of Sentence. It is based the story of this father and son uh, duo, and the son has just finished his sentence. That's where the end of sentence comes from. And uh, yeah. basically, his mother has passed away while he has been in prison. The father comes to pick him up and says, like, hey, your mom's dying wish was that you and I would travel and spread her ashes over some lake. Surprise, that lake is in Ireland, and they have to begrudgingly take a trip together and uh, try to go on this journey to find the lake, um, find themselves, <laughs> find a way to interact with each other without killing each other. Uh, but yeah, Stephen Miller, what did you think of End of Sentence? Um, I thought this was a pretty lovely, though admittedly not extremely ambitious, little road trip movie. I, I think the two things that really sell this movie are, A, the scenery, as we mentioned. It's clearly filmed on location in Ireland, and it shows, right? It's a beautiful country. It just uh, evokes a lovely feeling passing through it. And the acting. Um, I think the there are three primary people in this movie, John Hawks, Logan Lerman, and Sarah Bolger, and I think they are all fantastic at the role that they're being asked to play. It is a very simple story. You can kind of tell who the characters are within a few moments of them being on screen. You learn a lot very quickly about the relationship between John Hawks' father character and Logan Lerman's son. Um, you just a lot is picked up immediately just by the way that these actors behave. And I think when Sarah Bolger, Sarah Bolger, I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Irishly, <laughs> when, when she appears, it she is just such a shot of life in the movie for me. I, I just found her character extremely charming and she brought a lot of energy to the film. And I, I just thought it was a, 
it, it was a lovely time watching them travel through Ireland together and struggle with these personal feelings. Um, it isn't that a whole lot happens. If I were to trace this movie, where the characters go, what they do, what happens to them, it all feels rather typical. Like it, it's a very kind of not perfectly predictable movie, but you know exactly how they're going to feel at every point along the journey. And you're kind of just ready for that. And it doesn't deviate that much from the formula, but the nuances of how they acted out, how the father and son slowly bond, or perhaps it's more tumultuous, more complicated than that. Um, (laughs) The places they go. I just, I thought it was a light, charming film that has a good little hit of emotion because it's, hinges on spreading the ashes of their mother. And so there's a lot of good nuanced conversation about mortality, a lot of feelings that get brought up without beating you over the head with it. So yeah, I, I loved the singing in this movie. There's a scene in particular, which I thought was probably the standout of the whole thing. Um, there are just a lot of fun kind of wacky adventures. It has a little bit of a sidewaysy feeling where there are deviations on their road trip that, feel crazy at the time but in the end wherever they land is about where they would have landed anyway yeah i don't know i I thought it was nice it was it was light it didn't amount to a wallop but i thought it was a really lovely way to spend 90 minutes so i was happy for the ride i will say when you said there are two things and the first thing you said was scenery i thought for sure the second thing you were going to say was music in general um, because I mm. thought this film had a fantastic soundtrack. I think that like the mood that it sets with every song choice, uh, I thought was really awesome. In fact, the the song that's playing during the trailer, um, sometimes you watch a trailer for a film and the song from the trailer is not in the movie, right? It's just something they use to suck you into like wanting to see the movie. I was glad that that song actually plays in the movie because right. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Where we were supposed to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so to to kind of echo some of what you were saying, I think this film doesn't have too much going for it, but I think that the 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 moments where it chooses to pick to have the kind of emotional connections and the emotional beats, I think hit me pretty well. And I think one of this like the way this film tries to tackle mortality is a really interesting way. Um, you know, wh- whether you're talking about like the actual death of a person or the end of a relationship um, or the end of a sentence, maybe, um, hmm. you know, there, there, there is one aspect where you think things over in your head and you make assumptions about what something does. And this film um, puts these characters in a situation where they have to rethink things that happened before the event that's putting them on the journey. And I just liked the way that that sort of took over these characters and, and drove um, them on their own personal journeys because they all made assumptions about the lives they had with other people in their lives uh, or the lives they lived with other people over time. And I think that this film is doing an interesting thing by throwing little wrenches into people's memories of the past. Um, and I really, really like those moments in this film. Um, I think it kind of doesn't have enough going for it to really propel it to be like a, a standout film that's really saying something. But there, you know, there's a moment um, where a photograph makes the father have feelings, right? <laughs> and I, I think right. that the way that whole uh, subplot plays out is is really, really interesting. Like it, it becomes this thing 
you know, the father's on this journey, not because he really wants to travel with his son, but because the wife that he spent the last, you know, whatever it was, 30 something years with, um, said you should go on this journey. And that's the only thing he cares about. And he, he kind of, he knows the son doesn't want to be there with him, but he's doing this thing because it was something he promised to do. And he's trying to like make his son hold to that. And every step along the way, he's just given evidence for why he shouldn't continue in this journey, but he still does just because that's sort of the, the person that he is. And, and I, I think that there's, there are interesting things that this film is doing and bringing up and kind of just ideas about loss and how you reframe your memories based on new information that I wish this film explored more, but I enjoyed those moments that it did take the time to settle into that. Um, yeah. The rest of this film is sort of just like, you know, it's, you know, kids taking pot shots as, as dad and dad kind of like trying to train his son and like all that stuff is kind of, you know, middle ground, fine, cute, whatever, but it's not, doesn't really have heft to it. But I think the, the few moments this, this film actually dips its toe into like real good emotion, I thought hit me like in a good, interesting way. Um, so yeah. So I so I, I enjoyed it. I just didn't think it was a grand film that it could have been. Yeah, well, I, I feel the same. I, I think the runtime helps with that. I don't think this could have been a two-hour movie without really diving into much heavier territory. But I think what it is, it there are definitely a few key moments, as you mentioned, that really give the emotional payoff that you wanted. Uh, there's a conversation about cigarettes that recurs a few times that I think is a great example of how kind of like the painter and the thief last week, how different people perceive and remember things differently and how you can only get the full picture by combining them all together. Um, I do think the rest of the movie is very, it's understated, but it's kind of, it kind of felt to me like a long drive where there are moments of intense conversation and then a whole lot of nothing, but the nothing set to music kind of feels like it is giving you time to ruminate on and reveal a little bit more about the characters. And I thought, again, I, I just think John Hawks and Logan Lerman especially do a really, really great job with these characters. So even as they were going through the motions of a pretty middle of the road standard formula grade movie, I just thought there were little character moments that they, there were little choices that they chose to use to reveal more about their characters. And I thought, seeing them slowly reveal more of each other was really pleasant for the ride. Because at the beginning, you know, it's a it's an estranged father and his son, and you don't really know more than that. Like, yeah. the son is in prison, the father has a bad relationship with him. If this is a typical movie, then the father probably wants to get back in his good graces, and maybe he's a stepfather or something, right? And he's like, he's trying to form a relationship, and the son doesn't have it because he blames him for, you know... The, this is the kind of thing that a movie would do all the time, but they have a more complicated relationship where the father, as you said, doesn't really want to be with the son either. And he isn't like a try hard. He's more, he seems spineless, right? He he seems like a guy that things stick in his craw, but he doesn't know how to express them. And he's kind of killing his son with kindness. Like he's like, let's go on this trip. Your mother would have wanted it, but you can tell there's a tension there. And I, I just thought it was a it was a character that gave him a lot to chew on, and I feel like that there were subtleties to that that I hadn't really seen in other father son bonding movies before. 
but it is totally true that most of the movie, the literal things they go through are pretty nice. You know, they're fine. Nothing, nothing grand, nothing special. But I do think there were enough of those key emotional moments to make the empty periods where you're just looking at scenery kind of beautiful anyway. And the soundtrack definitely didn't hurt. Yeah, it's, John Hawks has some some scenes in this film where the t- the type of acting he's doing feels like that he is that father. He's not acting as a father character. He is that father. And the, the scenes that like it's yeah. way at the beginning of the film, so this isn't like a huge spoiler or anything. Um, but as we said, the son doesn't want to leave the prison with his father, so the son gets a ride from some police person at the prison, whatever correctional officer or whatever you, they're called um and he drives him into town and the father knows where he's going to go because he knows where the son wants to go and he goes and he parks his car outside of this place where the son is because he knows whatever the son wants to do there is not going to work out for him and there is this smug like funny f- smug father thing that he does where he tries to like read his newspaper in the car as his son walks by him rejected by the place that he is and i don't there are a couple scenes where he's doing this thing which is this nerdy dad thing where you're you're like it only works because there's a camera with an audience watching you but if you were actually doing that smug face in a car by yourself it's super (laughs) weird but like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I love those moments in this film where he has that just where he thinks he's he's got the upper hand, but it's not an upper hand to anyone but him. And I just yeah. there like there are little moments in this film like that that just kind of make me like smile and laugh. Um I mean there are some very funny um accident not accidentally funny, but there are some very funny there's there's a really funny scene involving a deer, um which oh, yeah. I I rolled <laughs> on the floor laughing. That was great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, so, so, so I, I think this is a, there, there's so much to enjoy in this film, but I think in like three weeks, we're not going to remember it, um, which sure. is kind of a sad thing, but I, but I think that, that the film has enough to draw you in, to keep you entertained while you watch it. And as you said, it's pretty brief. It's not like a crazy long film. Um, but it's, it's a film that I really wanted to be able to shout to the heavens that everybody should watch this film. But instead it was just a film that I kind of enjoyed myself with and thought was touching at times. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it is the kind of movie too, that maybe would do better as a play or something, because there really is a lot in this relationship for the actors to chew on. And it is mostly held together by a few key conversations. And I think that way of slowly revealing more about their relationship and the kind of, I I don't want to spoil the emotional ending or anything, but I I think it's fair to say that this doesn't end with a thud so much as a kind of gentle, it it, it fades a little bit. Like it, it, it doesn't give you some grand climax so much as just let these characters spend time with each other and get to know each other a little bit better. And I think that would really be, I think that would be really moving in like if you were sitting in a theater with a darkened stage and it was just these two people like sitting on stools talking to each other. I I think you could mine a lot out of that because there is a lot here about different ideas of masculinity and what does it mean to fight for someone and what is 
what is kindness versus rebellion. You know, there's a there's a line where a character says, we might go on rides with the rebels, but it's the kind-hearted ones we spend our lives with. And there's this kind of lining up of the father and son as these two different ways that masculinity can look. And they both are trying to be kind and brave in their own way, but they don't, neither sticks the landing. It, I don't know, it, it has a lot of ideas that it doesn't 100% pay off, but I thought it was just gentle enough to still be worth it without, as you said, shouting to the heavens. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that part of that weakness that we might be feeling is that there is no real sense that there's... Sto- it, it feels... I, I might have given this analogy before um, when talking about other films, but like in in a video game world, um, the the only part of the level that exists is the part that you are currently in, right? Like the game engine will render the space that you're currently looking at, but nothing beyond that. Um, and... Uh, game designers, level designers will build in like these artificial barriers that'll prevent you from going to an area where they don't want to have to actually build the world out. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, walls that you can't hop over or things that just block the environments that you can't progress outside of what you're looking at. And this film feels like the narrative is sort of built like that. Um, uh, Logan Lerman's character needs to get to Oakland, right? Um, Yeah. um, For a job that he has. And we're never meant to wonder what that job... I mean, we assume what the job is based on how he got into prison. <laughs> but we, we yeah. have no connection to why he has a job waiting for him there. Um, I'm assuming he wasn't, like, arrested in Oakland, <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. um, he's having to travel all the way across the United States. So I'm, I'm assuming there's someone that he met while he was in there who lives out west. Yeah, yeah. But but that's none of that is stuff that we're privy to or that we ever really return to at all. It's just a character stating that he has to get to a place. So it's this artificial barrier um, or, or it's an artificial um, goal that we're trying to hit with no real context for it other than we get a correctional officer and a um, another character who state that um, re- recidivism comes from not being able to get a job. So you're like, okay, so his motivation motivation is he just needs this job really, really bad. Um, but we don't really see any aspect of that outside of that. We get hints of the past life that both the father and the son have had with the grandfather, but we don't really get more than that, right? It's just It's just an idea. And I think that this film is a bunch of ideas that are sort of loosely strung together with like nice emotion <laughs> and, yeah. I, and i think that like if you're riding that emotional wave you can make that whole journey and if you try to like if you try to expand outside of like the path that you're on there's nothing there to really grasp hold of um so yeah i think I think that's kind of the the key to what's missing here yeah i i would agree with that though if i'm being generous i i think it is less that the world doesn't exist outside of the narrative, but more that they are trying to see how little they can reveal to you and still tell you enough. Like, I I think they're trying to be minimalistic about it. Like, for instance, we know almost nothing about John Hawke's relationship with his wife. Very, very, very little. The only thing we learn is through 
a side quest, basically, that he's going on in <laughs> yeah. this movie. We see almost nothing of them interacting with each other. <laughs> um, and most movies would show you a flashback, right? They would do something to remind you how they fell in love and remind you how he and his son maybe split apart. And this movie is very intentional about not doing that. And I, I think that is to its credit, even if it does make it sacrifice the ability to be a more heavy, weighty film. But I, I admire the effort, at least. Yeah, yeah. Also, there is at least one very unrealistic moment in this movie, and that is when John Hawks is driving a stick ship for the first time, and he is able <laughs> to just start the car and drive away because his son says, Clutch, no, now go. <laughs> no, no way in hell. That delicate motion from Clutch to Accelerator, he just picked up because his son shouted at him. I don't buy it. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. But it is fun to have... Starting this... from a stop is like the hardest part of learning a stick shift. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yep. And I know yep. because like them, I have been stuck in the UK before driving manual because they didn't have an automatic transmission. Yeah. And I am not very good at it. Yeah, no, when I, when I was last Sorry, there... Sorry, they were not in the UK. They were in Ireland. Please forgive me. <laughs> um... But uh, anyways, um, but yeah, the 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 funny one of the funny things for me too uh, is the, the terrible rental car that they get later. Uh, all of the rental cars the last time I was there were basically that like small shape, yeah. uh, silly looking that, like, car, Yari, Yaris or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, like that. literally everybody who was visiting um, Ireland uh, for this wedding that we went to all had the exact same rental car, just in a different color. Um, and thankfully, I had an automatic one because I don't drive stick. Um, yeah. But uh, it did. It did. As soon as I saw that car, I was like, <laughs> I that, that is the, the sort of little detail that I like. I also like the, the hotel rooms they stay in. A thousand percent, those are Irish hotel rooms. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we have stayed in hotel rooms exactly like that with the, the twin beds and the wood paneling behind them and... He doesn't know the two flush buttons. I, I don't know. There are a lot of little details here that <laughs> yeah, just yeah. add add a little bit of color to the location. I, I do have fond memories of Yumi and Luke in, in our hotel room in Temple Bar with our little tiny cot beds. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a quite a lot that was fit into that little hotel room. <laughs> yep, <laughs> sure was. <laughs> but anyways, um, any last thoughts on this film, Stephen? Um, only that while I watched this movie, I occasionally opened Google Maps and checked to see if we had been to the places they were going. And we, I'm pretty sure we drove through Larne, which is a port that is involved in this movie. So that, that gave me a little tickle. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I think that means it's about time for verdicts. Um, so Stephen Miller, if you're going to give us a must-see, reckon with a caveat, wait for until pass with a caveat or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Christopher, I think watching this movie is a little bit like driving up the coast of Northern Ireland and heading to this thing called the Giant's Causeway, thinking you simply must see it in time because it's going to make the journey worthwhile. <laughs> and when you get there, it's not a whole lot to see, but you still look back fondly at the memory of doing it. Um, <laughs> I don't think this movie takes you to any grand romantic place. I think it is a very subtle film which is hanging a very powerfully acted drama over the scaffolding of a pretty mid-level road trip movie. Um, 
but I do think that acting makes it worthwhile and the ambiance and everything else just really elevated it for me. So I'm giving this a nice, happy recommend with a caveat. I do think this is the kind of movie I will not remember in a few weeks, but that's fine. You know, some things are fleeting and this movie in quarantine, especially was the kind of thing that could lift my spirits and make me feel happy for a little while. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching this film. Um, but there's a lot of this film that sort of makes me just wish that there was more like it's, it's, this is a tease for like the film that this could have been. Um, so for me, I'm going to give it a wait for rental, um, I did have fun with it, um, but it's it's hard to tell whether that fun was mostly just seeing Ireland and the music, or if it was like really everything else this film was doing. Um, there's also a good uh, good gag with a jelly jar that uh, <laughs> oh yeah that I, that I enjoyed as well, um, which sounds horrible, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh but yeah i i wish it was better but i did enjoy my time with it um so that is going to bring us to the end of our review of end of sentence um so steven miller if people want to find you throughout the week where can they do that people can find me at twitter.com slash s david miller or s miller.com People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to End of Sentence, so hopefully you're enjoying that. That's the review. Um, we are going to take off right now, and we have to record a review of The Vast of Night. Um, so stay tuned for that, and we will see you in that review. Bye. Bye. Bye.